Welcome to Ponderland. It is the 12th of September. It was the 11th of September when I started recording this and it has now moved into the 12th of September. So therefore, the official date of this episode of Ponderland is the 12th of September 2023. Hope you enjoy the episode. This episode is going to be all about North Korea and Kim Jong-un's private train. Enjoy! North Korea is a fascinating place, that is for sure, for all sorts of reasons. Not many of them good, I don't think. But let's look at that a little bit further. Let's look at North Korea Kim Jong-un and how he is traveling into Russia to meet with a certain Mr. Putin. Kim Jong-un travels by armored train. Armored train. Apparently there are like 80 or 90 carriages on this thing and it is armored to the max. This train is apparently extraordinarily lavish in terms of how it's decorated, in terms of the facilities on board and the food is meant to be exquisite. Kim travelled to Russia previously in 2019 to Vladivostok. It was rumoured that that's where he was going this time. But it's looking for all intents and purposes now as though that may not be the case. He's going somewhere in Russia. Uh, We just don't know where. And apparently satellites are having difficulty or some difficulties in tracking the train. Which, uh, well, that's what the press are saying anyway. I'm sure the Americans have, have have got a tight grip on the situation as do maybe other powers across the globe. So in 2019, yeah, that's what I was going to say. In 2019, when he visited Vladivostok, some Russian generals were able to board his train and apparently they said, wow, this is far better than Putin's train. This is like the modern day Orient Express. This is opulent. This is lavish. This is really cool. Which is in stark contrast to the ordinary working class Joe Bloggses of the DPRK. The poor people of North Korea, uh, should all the stories and the intelligence be true, they're all starving to death, pretty much. They're all working their fingers to the bone. Pretty much that's all they have is their bones and their skin, very little in between. And yet they continue to work hard for the glorious leader, Mr. Kim, so that he can enjoy fabulous lobster and fabulous wine on board his bulletproof train. In fact, his, his, it's bomb-proof, it's all sorts of proof, weapons-proof. But here's the interesting thing. That seems like a really bizarre method of travel for somebody who is as paranoid as Mr. Kim. And here's why I say that. As bulletproof and as bomb-proof and as armoured as this train may be, 
still has to run on tracks. It still has to use a railway track, which means it is really rigid in terms of where it can and cannot go. It's it's on a predetermined path almost, although we don't know exactly where he's going. Assuming there is the capability of tracking the train, which I think in this day and age we can all agree that there is, then I can't help but think that there's a real opportunity here that the West might be missing. Assuming they want to cause an international incident such as assassinating a world leader as he journeys to meet another world leader. And then I wonder about Kim himself, if he's as paranoid as we're led to believe. Is this, is these, are these train journeys like a real adventure for him, albeit a really paranoid adventure? Is he traveling along as the train chugs down the tracks? Is he sitting thinking, any minute now, I could hear the sound of an explosion as the SAS Mossad and the Navy SEALs, first of all, take out a section of track or a bridge, and then the screeching of the wheels on the track as the train driver applies the brake, and then explosions abound as these special forces try and find weaknesses on the structure. Maybe somebody from North Korea has smuggled out the plans of the train, and the Western powers have identified a weakness, and they exploit that weakness. And then smoke bombs and grenades are going off inside carriages. I wonder is that what he thinks every time he goes on a little jaunt on his bulletproof train? Anyway, that's... So, Kim is going to meet Vlad. These two clowns are arguably huge threats to world security if left to their own devices but putting the two of them in a room together and having them start to collaborate and cooperate is alarming to say the least and it's not as though they're a great threat in the sense that oh put these two together and now there's actually a power here that's capable of taking a fight to anyone on the world stage or they're capable of you know, advancing into the West and trying to take territory, but they're just lunatics with nuclear weapons. And I think that there is the is the biggest threat that you've got two lunatics who are now getting together for a powwow on a luxurious train. And in case I fail to mention it, they're being well looked after in terms of fine dining, fine whining. <laughs> I'm sure they'll do some fine whining while they're drinking wine. And by whining, I mean whining and whinging. Whining about the West, whining about NATO, whining about the past and everything else. It must be strange for Kim to leave Korea because he's very safe and we know that Korea is very isolationist. I actually looked it up on Google Maps yesterday, Pyongyang to Moscow, because I know he took that train journey once upon a time. Look it up. Look up Pyongyang to Moscow. Google will not be able to give you directions, whether that be driving directions or public transport directions, for obvious reasons, I guess. But then I started looking, I put the satellite view on Google Maps and I started looking at Pyongyang and surrounding areas and I just started going through North Korea. And you can't get a street view anywhere, which means Google haven't been allowed into North Korea with their little camera cars. 
So there's been no Google Maps or Google Earth cars in, are they Google Maps or Google Earth? Google Maps, I think. Anyway, Street View cars, Street View cars. There's no Street View cars in Korea. And if they have been in Korea, then they've had their camera film confiscated on the way out or their micro SD card. So unfortunately, you can't go and take a little street tour through Korea, whether it be Pyongyang or Hwasong or anywhere else for that matter. But I did find a really, really cool looking hotel. And the hotel, I will put a link to it on my Twitter page. Remember, my Twitter page is at Ponderland Life. So at P-O-N-D-E-R-L-A-N-D-L-I-F-E. Ponderland Life. So follow me on Twitter and I will put a link to what looks like an amazing hotel and spa in North Korea. And it looks awesome. And I want to go there. I'd love to go to North Korea just to see what it's like. Although I'd be very afraid to go to North Korea because I'd be afraid that they'd accuse me of something that I didn't do. I'd be afraid that I'd stay in this lovely hotel and then they'd say, oh, you looked inappropriately at that receptionist or you uh, ate your dinner in an incorrect manner that was offensive to us as a people or something to that effect. I would just be afraid that they would, or they would say, oh, we listened to one of your podcasts and actually it was inciting hatred towards the great leader. And therefore, you're going to do 57 years, three months and 24 days of hard labor. And now I wouldn't like that. That would be something that would be anathema to me. Uh, It wouldn't be a chapter in my life that I would want to live out. And then you have to wonder... Or maybe you don't have to wonder. Maybe I just wondered. Maybe this is where my crazy mind goes every so often. What if actually North Korea is like heaven on earth? What if North Korea is actually the best place on the planet? What if in North Korea you actually don't even need to work. What if it's just this place where it's just utopia, where it is like sunny all the time, where there is an abundance of food and water and wine or gin and gin and whiskey and beer and chicken. And what if... The beaches are the best beaches and their waters are the most beautiful waters. And actually what the whole thing about North Korea is, is that they're just protecting it from the rest of the world. And every so often, maybe it's a bit like the old Adam and Eve story. Every so often, a citizen of North Korea just gets a bit too curious about what life is like outside of the utopia and they eat the fruit from the tree of knowledge or maybe that just means they go on to google and do a search for show me something outside of north korea or something to that effect and then they get caught and it's like ah you broke the rule you broke the rule you had everything you had it all now you have to go and then they get brainwashed and then they get sent into south korea and they have these implanted memories of this place of hardship where you're just always working in the paddy fields and you've got no food and you've got nothing 
and it's just awful and it's mundane and it then just reaffirms and reinforces the rest of the world's narrative and really all the time the North Koreans are the luckiest and happiest people on the planet and they live forever if they want to they never die unless of course they break that rule and end up being expelled and sent away from paradise to live on the rest of planet earth which is subject to evil capitalism which is evil by the way nothing wrong with making a few quid nothing wrong with making a few quid but you will have heard me in the past talk about how the world is just too unequal and i saw on twitter the other day i saw a brilliant post on twitter i mean this was a fantastic post on twitter this guy said billionaires should be outlawed now bear with me because he didn't stop there so nobody is saying and i certainly don't agree that we should all be poor together that we should all just live in gray tenement buildings together that we should all just have a meager amount so that we can just all survive i'm certainly not one of those thinkers but this guy said once you hit 999 million i think he said dollars but let's let's just say dollars let's just put it in dollars right everybody knows dollars even my kids talk in dollars well the youngest certainly does but they've all done it once upon a time because they all they all watch too much youtube right so even though we use pounds and pence here and in other parts of the world they use different currencies i'm sure a lot of people talk in dollars so Right, if someone hits $999 million, that's it. They're not allowed to have any more. Anything they earn after that point has to go back into the system towards healthcare and education. Every red cent is what the guy said on Twitter. And you know something, that's not a bad idea. And could many people actually argue with that? Is there a good argument for that is there that somebody should be able to earn over 999 million dollars surely 999 million dollars is enough to keep anyone happy or does greed absolutely know no bounds and have no limits so kim and putin hmm yep interesting before I finish, I would just want to put on record my deepest sympathies to the people of Morocco who have lost loved ones and pretty much everything else they had in this world during the recent earthquake. Also to the people of Libya, as it looks as though today 10,000 potentially are now missing due to intense and serious flooding. And yesterday uh, was the 11th of September. It wasn't that long ago for me because I did begin to record this podcast on the 11th of September. And I cannot help but think back to September the 11th, 2001, where the most unspeakable events happened and were broadcast on TV. It was a day I don't think any of us will ever forget who lived through it anytime soon, even if we weren't in the immediate vicinity. Okay, that's me for this episode. Hope you're all well, and I hope you'll join me for the next episode. See ya.
Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Ponderland. I sincerely hope you enjoyed it. To contact the show, you can send us an email, hello at ponderland.life. You can also follow us on Twitter at ponderlandlife. The podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, and most other places where you consume your podcasts. Thank you.